Hello, 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 and welcome to the very V-A-R-Y Necessary Podcast. Ow! (laughs) You can catch us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeart, Amazon. I'm getting hard. It's hard for me to say that. But Amazon and all of your podcasts that you can listen for free. We need you to subscribe, share, hit the five-star review. Because if you don't, this is what's going to happen. Bitch, I know somebody. You know, that was the wrong one. (laughs) No one. That's what I meant to do. Because if you don't. What'd you say? Well, you're right. Because if if you you don't. Don't don't you worry worry about about it, bitch. I know somebody like. like. Did y'all hear that? Miss Pearly is appropriate. In all phases of the very necessary show. She is not dead. Miss Pearl ain't dead. I thought I saw that. She want to put everybody in the ground. Put them in the ground, Lord. Just like this song is appropriate for all situations as well. I'm moist. I'm moist. I'm not singing that on on the Lord today. It's okay to be moist whenever you want to be moist, baby. Because don't nobody want nothing dry. Not no cake, not no cookies, not no mm-mm-mm. So again, um, we need you to subscribe, share, and hit the five-star review. I'm going to rewind and see if she can do it. Run that back, Turbo. Because if you don't, this is what's going to happen. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. Work it. Shake it. Uh, mm. Drop it, drop it like it's hard. Drop it like it's hard. Hey, hey. Toot it up. In the air. Oh. And throw your legs around oh, like forgot. you don't care. Hold on. Oh, Lord. <laughs> we just getting in birthday mode, you know? Oh, shit. So, yeah, it's it's uh, it's uh about to get there. Real hoaciousness. Uh, anyways, <laughs> what was the one you said you couldn't uh say right? The, the Amazon. Ab- Why you Amazon can't say Amazon? Just because it doesn't. Amazon music. It doesn't flow with Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and then Amazon Music. Music. That just don't sound right. I'm going to work on I it. Heart Radio. You might need to work on that podcast because you get the... P- c- c- because that's my, my bell's palsy, <laughs> man. It's still, you know, a little... Got a little para... What is it? Paralysis what's, right what's here. The, what's the... Um, what's <laughs> Shut the up. What's the... Uh, don't do it. Hold on. What's the uh, fragrance Um, Jim Jones' mama used to have on the show? The Pumkash. Oh, yeah. Pumkash. Pumkash. It sounds like the Pumkash. Uh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Amazon, I bet you can press that Amazon cart button. Uh, I pressed it last night. Yeah. I did. Press that one about four or five times a day, don't you? you got no, no, no. You no, ain't got no trouble that. with that frangle. I've been good with my shopping. I've been really? real good. Mm-hmm. I've been real we, good. We're, we're not there to judge it, so we don't know. I've been good. I've been buying. I haven't purchased nothing. I bought my kids something. I don't believe something. it. I bought my kids something. Well, I took the little one shopping yesterday. I bought all for her. Even Ginger walked in the door. She said, "You ain't buy nothing, nothing. I even bought her a sweater, and I don't buy her stuff." Yeah, I'm been good. Oh my god! And the Amazon last night was to buy heads for their um electronic toothbrushes. That was it. Oh, I need to buy one. Oh, they're cheap on Amazon. Electronic toothbrush. Yeah, they're cheap, cheap. Can y'all call each other later and talk about Mm -hmm. that? We can. Okay, then. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Thank you. Now, you have one. Yes, I have an electric. 
toothbrush. You have the Sonic Boom or the Sonic Care. I mean, I didn't know you had to go all into them Sonic. I don't really stress the electric toothbrush so much. I like my other electronic devices better. Oh, those Lord. are the ones I really Never like. Never mind. Never <laughs> mind. I mean, I like those too. <laughs> the ones that go in your drawer <laughs> next to the bed. I, I love. I love. And when you press it hard, it's <laughs> I love my ball friend. <laughs> See, see other see other people have a bob. What you got? I have a bib. What's that? What's bib? By your bed. <laughs> BYB, not a BOB. I have a BYB. Oh shit. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, look at there. We got a we got a uh we got who a caller. A caller in progress. Who, who that is? Don't worry about it. Don't even who that worry is? about it. Frank. Anyway. <laughs> ain't no goddamn Frank. Frank. Frank, is that you? That's Nate. That's Nate or Frank? <laughs> you know what? Nate calling back. Frank, let's get to the <laughs> let's get to the goddamn show. Where's Frank? Mm-mm. Get to the damn show today. That sound like a, that was a buying call right there. I'm in a bind. <laughs> and when Nate can't come, that's when you go get bib. Bib. Mm-mm-mm. At the draw. Buy your bid. That's a, that's a new one. Now, what we work? What we're gonna? T- oh, did y'all introduce yourself? Introduce yourself, please. I'm Von Chella. Oh, I got a new name for you, Sue. No, who? Sue? You know what? I got, new, I got new. I got new name for Sue. You. It's y'all called Sue Stroke. Sue Stroke. Sue Stroke. No, y'all in no. these names. I saw, I saw, I, you wanna know where I got it from? <laughs> Sue Stroke. That's she said. Her name was Susie Stroke. Oh, my God. <laughs> the porn star. The star. She said her name was Susie Stroke. She don't oh, want that. Yeah, mercy. Mm-hmm. She might get, you know. <laughs> well, I'm going to leave. I leave our secrets alone, but uh, that's a nice name. No? no? No. I like it. That's <laughs> No, it ain't. That's a good name. Well, don't get that's that. That's my name, Susie Stroke. I don't Susie like Stroke. that either. Susie Long Stroke. Have mercy. It don't sound feminine. It. Yeah, a boy name should be, his, should be, yeah. his name should be like, uh, Stan Stroker. Think about the industry that she's in, so it makes sense. See? She should have named herself Sue industry. Suck. No. Yeah, Sue Mm-mm. Suck. She don't want, she wants Sue Succulent? She want a stroke? Mm-hmm. Sue Succulent. She should be, be like doing. Sue Sucky. Uh, I've been stroking. Oh, Sue Sucky. Uh-uh. Sue Succulent. Sue succulent. There you go. Succulent. I don't like that Sue Strong. Okay, but I can. I can. I can. She must be a dom. She must be a the the doma matrix. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't click on hers. (laughs) I was a little nervous. (laughs) First of all, we don't want to talk about why you even on there. Okay, Bib. Just looking at. (laughs) Okay, Bib. I think more women can relate to the the, the boyfriend. Well, I the need drawer. visual with my yeah. bill. I don't know. A lot of women like um porn. Let's look at oh, yeah. bring up your safari. And let's see what your most visited page is. Is it is it the hub? It's not X video, but yeah, I, I don't but do I do watch it at all. Okay, then. I can't get into it. Why? I, I cannot get into it. I cannot. I've tried several times. I just can't and get into it. Don't stimulate you. What, you. what about with your mate? Um, have you tried it with your mate? I lose focus. So what was what going you on? You lose focus. I am I the think porn I'm with baby. You, I, I am know. the porn. It I am all of that. Yeah. Oh, you I, are. I, I am healthy. I am the show. I mean, it's I healthy, but show. people yes. can get addicted to it. But I just, I don't know. Yeah, I'm I the show. Just, yeah. They say it's healthy for and me. the after party. Mm-hmm. You said you the after party. They're right. Well, God. 
I'm all that. Yeah, I'm dead. Yeah. yeah. Right. I am. I am the party. Well, all right. Yeah. I'm, I'm there before. Y'all party. the party, the after party. I'm the I'm all that. What you call I'm it? All that. What's the thing before the show? Before the uh, after the party, it's the pre party. Oh, the the red carpet It's the event. hotel lobby. After the show is the <laughs> after, after party. party. After, after the, the party, party is the hotel lobby. And after the, the Bellevue is probably Chris. And after the original is probably this. Fiesta. Yeah. Uh, we knew the rap star knew it. No, all all but the rap. You know that's a uh, Robert song, so that's the only part I Look listen to, and then I cut it off. I know y'all didn't <laughs> sing no damn Aura Kelly in front of that me. That was that was Sean Carter's it. part. Thank yeah. you. That was Sean's yeah. part. Yeah. I know one thing. I'm a I'm a channel my uh, Ernestine <laughs> Dollison. I know you better know that homework like you know that goddamn them song lyrics. I passed. I know I, I that. graduated. The, the funniest meme to me about the R. Kelly, and I'm going to leave it alone. They said when you win all the talent shows and then R. Kelly steps up. I saw that. I saw that. I, I was done. That. I don't. I didn't get it. So in jail, they have talent shows, right? right? So y'all think he gonna win the talent show at the jail? Shoot, jail! Yeah. You, you got right. to give it to him. R. Kelly is a genius. He's a musical genius. He just he got, got a some, new. Somebody so said he got a new CD out. No. How you do that from jail? I think they probably he, gonna release like Sean, all like his Sean songs. did on somebody, Confessions. Somebody album. got him a phone. In like there. Sean, yeah. they called or in. Or either, I think R. Kelly probably has like a a catalog, catalog of music, of music. like Prince, his, like they his, found Prince. His um net worth is negative two point one. I don't know why because so they said high. that his music is his, now being yeah. streamed more They're than anyone's. Ever. Yeah. Oh They're, yeah. So he'll They're, probably make his money back in jail. These other he pedophiles will. is digging him up out the hole. Oh. So y'all go. Well, it's a lot of people who said they're still going to support him. Oh, because, because that was they, Robert. Yeah. They separate Robert from R. Kelly. Right. They yeah. said, but. But he was he was Robert all the way all the whole time, <laughs> right? <laughs> Robert, right? Daddy, no, he, was he, was the pied, oh, he was daddy. He was the Pied Piper, Piper. the Pied Piper. Come on, girl, come on, shut come up. On. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of people said they're still going to uh, support him. Mm. Yeah, how can you not? He's he's written so much music. Yeah, because a lot of people say, okay, we know the songs that he. But Made. he's written. But what about the songs he's written? You no, know, one of my one of my favorite songs that he wrote, um, Maxwell, Fortunate. See, that's yeah. one of one of my mm-hmm. favorite Maxwell I don't songs. Like that song. Fortunate. Yeah, I but it's, like I'm just it. saying, you don't know. know. Just like I, I didn't it. know Keith Sweat wrote all them songs. Yeah, yeah. Keith Sweat. That's like, you know what? Sweat and people were talking about well, Keith Sweat. I said Keith Sweat is not broke. No, Keith Sweat, Sweat is a songwriter. Yeah, yes he is. Yeah, so he'll never be broke. He'll never Mm-mm. be broke because he's getting royalties. I wanna do. Yeah, I want that baby. I want to do, 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 you know, it's you not fair. We need buttons too. That's, that's how you make niggas shut the fuck out. You win that, uh, And back to the show for today. Back to regular Because they think they in the front room of their goddamn house. We is. We gonna talk about. We'll be talking about. What's the front room? Breast comfort. You know the what the front room, room with the plastic on it. Why do you call it that? 
In front well, of what you call it? It's in the front of the house. It's the living room. That's right. Child, well, you know, in, 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 in the ghetto, we called it. Don't nobody Pardon. live in there because that's the that's, that's the living least room. visited room in the house. What the front the, the, I call the formal front room or the formal room? The well, it's in the, the front of the house, room. so we call it the front. And you can't sit in there. <laughs> and all and the, and all the furniture look brand the new. They've been in there for eighteen years with the plastic. Mm-hmm. No, ain't, the, ain't no plastic, plastic in the den. Oh, oh, okay. That's the that's the, front the room. Uh, that's the furniture that's been slept all on, rolled all on, jumped all over by the grandchildren. Mm-hmm. That's the living room. Yeah, that's, that's the, the living. Den. That's yeah. where you live at. Yeah, in the damn. That's den. the den. The den. So see, they had it messed up. Mm. They had it back up. We know most homes nowadays don't. They have great rooms, and, and that's it. And yeah, yep. And the eating kitchen. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got a living room down there. I mean, and, I'm not saying. I, but, I, I know yeah. you do. Because I wasn't going to have it no less than that. And now with the family dynamics, everybody just sleep in their room, eating their room. Yep. Trevana, you're right. Because Stay now when you see um, homes and their floor plans, they do not have a living room. Mm-hmm. or You have most, to have that modified into yeah. the, the yeah. building. Or you, you have the custom built them. that way. But most homes. Yeah. Not anymore. Mm. They just My have next that house great is just going to have a kitchen den and, and a bedroom. I don't want nothing else. I have I'm a great room. Yeah, house. that's all you need. Because it's just going to be me. Whatever. I'm just not buying another stuff. <laughs> Whatever. I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah, you I'm remember you said that. Yeah, you, gonna buy it? you ain't going to have no choice. <laughs> Why? Ain't nobody going nowhere. They going to be with it. you forever. You- you gonna have to get you a little smaller house. You don't need all. Hell, she don't need a bigger house. She got a grand. I, she got grandkids. Uh-uh. Don't them make my kids. You ain't like the old school grandma. No, I gotta I, get no. a bigger house for my grandbabies. No. Look, uh-uh. look what Ernestine did. Oh, she's something wrong with them. I ain't nothing wrong with them. She want her like, babies why? to come stay with her. But she just said that they got well the house that they had. We all entertain a lot too. We, but we're kind of growing. Like, our family is growing. Yeah. So you got that's Tish, what she said. And then Eric Money, and all his. Dominique and all his children. you love to talk about people's names on the show? Oh. They might not want nobody to know. Well, that's her brother God and sister-in-law. I, I hope the God ain't nobody Sue, no witness. Sue, did you have any <laughs> objection to me saying your brother's she, no, sister they love don't name? Because they you. think they know we're crazy anyway, so. <sighs> they already know it. <laughs> well, we and Lou brother so don't start it. I know. They oh, know I that they know I that am not. They we, know that. I mean, Y'all call, crazy. I mean, call Eric. Eric used to talk all the time. What happened to me, Eric? We used to talk about We're at 15 minutes of the Very Necessary Podcast. And you know what I want to say? having a whole family reunion <laughs> Lord. all to herself on here. She don't have no concept of time. This she, one I'm talking she about. She turned into CL. And then she, you're CL right. Yoshi. My name is uh, Cleothea. <laughs> Who is Cleothea? And, 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 and if I, I got the real, if down. I got the real these motherfuckers back in, I'm a yeah. real man now. You know we AD. No, we rather ADHD. you reel us back in than us, us reel you back in. And that's fine. A couple of episodes wrong. ago, I, I didn't know what was going I on have, around I here. Have, look at him. I have outbursts. <laughs> Uh, but but this the main one telling me do the vertebra, <laughs> beat my back out, beat my back out. See, hit it one time. No, you ain't gonna do it. Who, who the girl was when we was in the house? She said, "Do it again. Do it, do it again." Camera. She said, "Do it again." So, anyways, now we're gonna get serious. <laughs> Today we want to talk about domestic violence and breast cancer because it is the purple and pink month. Mm-hmm. Pink Too for the breast. Serious months. Yes. Yes. So purple for the domestic violence and pink for the breast cancer. 
And in remembrance of a very good friend and classmate, we want to uh, dedicate uh, the breast cancer portion of this show to a very sweet young woman who is no longer with us by the name of Shawana Williams. Yes. We loved her when she was here. Mm -hmm. She was angelic. Mm -hmm. And we still see your beautiful heart through your three children and your husband. Yes. And that grandbaby now. And her grandbaby. Mm -hmm. I'm glad she had a chance to meet her grandbaby. And they said her husband was so sweet. Yes. So here's to you, my darling. Um, So uh, we did a couple of stats on breast cancer. Um, awareness and um, it was a little disturbing. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it was a little disturbing. How? What happened? Uh-uh. I just thought this is her anniversary of her of her death. I think it yeah, sure this was month. this past week. Yeah, yeah. this past mm-hmm. week. Okay, yeah. how has this been a year? It's a yeah, year. Yeah. year. Yeah. Uh-huh. So um, wow, yeah, so young. It came up on my timeline. Effectual smile. Too. And yeah. um, pretty smile. Beautiful smile. And beautiful personality. Yes, beautiful yeah. personality. The smile mm-hmm. just did it for me, though. Yeah. Just, hey. <laughs> yeah. She always was um, upbeat. Very. Mm. All the way to the end. So, mm. yeah. And, um, it, you know, her being of African-American descent brings me into the statistics of the show of how Black women are more likely to fall under the category of getting uh, stage, uh, what is it, three and four? Mm-hmm, at an earlier at age. At an earlier age than white women. And um, I don't think we get the adequate uh, health care that we need in order to detect early and also to do the prevention uh, as far as doing the breast exams, the mammograms, even the mastectomies. Um, if you've already had breast cancer, why not try to eliminate the problem and go ahead on and get rid of the breasts? I mean, who really needs them? They be kind of in my way. So mm. if I, you know, had an issue, I'd just be like, go on, take them. But um, I've been, have y'all all had y'all's mammograms? Yes, yes, I, I get at least mine this month. Yeah, two okay. a month. I, I mean, I, two a year. I try to do mine in um with my annual, so mm-hmm. I can remember. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have yeah. to have two because I've had um breast op- the reduction twice, mm-hmm. so I have to get them twice because I get those what are they called fat cells, fat sacs, and yeah, mm-hmm. the uh, the uh, fibrous nodules and yeah. cysts. Yeah. yeah, and I've had and I have those too because yeah. I've had one. Yep. So, um. Yeah, ladies, this is something that you really need to stay on, especially us black women. So if you know that you have an issue like me with remembering to do things like that, kind of schedule it along with your annual. Mm-hmm. I know also our local news station, because they are News 19, they would always, uh, Darcy Strickland and mm-hmm. Andrea Mock would always do the mm-hmm. um, News 19 check-in, like the 19th of the month, and they right. would remind everybody to you know, do a self-exam. And the Coleman, what is it, um, Karen, what's the lady that puts on the um, concerts every year for breast cancer? Um, Karen's daughter. Is Auntie Karen's is foundation, I, is that is for it, breast cancer? I thought it was. I don't know. I'm or not the, sure. I know she's a nonprofit, but I'm not sure. And then the Coleman's. 
they have something big. But well, we have we have people all over right. the United States that right. have monies allocated towards raising breast cancer awareness. awareness right. So. I mean, because we have listeners all over, so I don't ever want to just generalize stuff yeah, to our yeah. area. But with that being said, there's really no excuse. Right. It's all about going out, finding the free resources, because there was a time when I didn't have insurance, but I was still able to find the resources in order to get my free breast exam and my free uh uh, pelvic and paps. Well, it's out there, and especially on social media, I have seen several events now. Um, they have like mammogram buses, or people mm-hmm. will come out now and they will, you know, go to wherever you are. They're doing it a lot in the rural areas in this state mm-hmm. where they're going out trying to get people to be more aware of yeah. um, breast cancer. You know, those awareness women and, out in the country, they're right? not and thinking about their, to their get health. To a, yeah, and get to a provider. Mm-hmm. It's hard. And sometimes there's areas. the older rural area people, yeah. they're scared when they find something, but that doesn't necessarily mean that, that it's something, that it's something right. there. I mean, how many times have I found a lump or, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's a little lump or like a... But, but nothing, but you can't take anything for granted. Right. Right. So even with me having the fibrous tissues, like I can't just mock up, oh, that's just one of them. them. Right. Yeah. No, nah, this don't feel it. right. Even mm-hmm. when, and let me tell you, so when we were all doing the COVID test, well, the, doing the COVID vaccines, mm-hmm. for some reason, when I would get my COVID vaccine, I would swell in my armpit, which is where your axillary glands are. I'm kind of, you know, breaking it down for the people who don't have a lot of uh, anatomy and physiology knowledge. But I was doing more. My arm wasn't hurting, but my axillary glands were swelling like crazy. Well, what people don't realize is the axillary glands are right next to your mammary glands. So instantly I'm thinking, well, hell, what the hell going on here? So, you know, I done called up the doctor, like, wait a minute, back. Uh, something going on in my armpit. I need to make sure this is cool. So I had to actually find out that, hey, that's what's going on. Because me, even as a nursing professional, I did not know that it could bypass my arm, go into my axillary gland, and make the swelling appear as though something was going on in there. Because my first instinct was, Lord Jesus, don't let nothing be going on with my breasts. Right. That's all I need. But eventually it went away. She did the uh, palpable exam, and she was just like, everything's cool. And if your family, like, it's definitely like if your mom or grandmother, if they're survivors, you definitely. Yes. Definitely. Hereditary, ding, ding, ding. Yep. Why do you think they do an H&P yeah. at, your, at every doctor's appointment, new doctor's visit, mm-hmm. whatever? Because anything that your parents had, and a lot of people are adopted, they don't know their health history. Right. That's the unfortunate part, too. Yeah. Very unfortunate. So especially if you don't know, that should be like a telltale, hey, I need to make sure I stay on top of my health. Mm -hmm. Right. Cardiac issues, Mm -hmm. everything. For sure. So definitely go get checked. Yeah. My Um, mom was a survivor. It was hard mm-hmm. to see her go through chemo. I think that was the hardest part, the chemo part. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, her finding out was devastating because we didn't know. And then when she went through the chemo, 
I mean, you know, my mom has real thick hair and her skin, and it was just like she burned. Her hair was falling out. She couldn't eat. Um, like when she would come, and they give you, uh, is it fenugreek? Uh, either Zofran or Finnegan. I think yeah. I don't think oh, Zofran was. This was in ninety. Nausea. Yeah, I don't think Zofran was out then. So they gave her Finnegan, and that made her even. Yes, Finnegan doesn't work for everybody. No, it does not. Zofran does. worked for me. Yeah, yeah. So Zofran is normally what they give the cancer patients. They gave yeah. me Zofran for when I had that hyperemesis gravity mm-hmm. and with Madison. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah but shit yeah. ain't work. Yeah, I had it too. But it makes me sleepy. Oh, yeah. So. All that shit. <clears throat> Hell, they put Finnegan in lean. Are you serious? Girl, yeah. I don't know how they drink it because I got sick as a dog. Mm-mm. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Oh, wow. But I feel like a part of why black women go so uh, far as undiagnosed and dying from it is because for some reason we are so vain with our beauty. Um, we worry about the hair loss. We worry about the, you know, making a decision to have the mastectomy. Oh, I don't mm-hmm. want to have my breast cut off. We make, but, but black women, let me tell y'all about y'all selves. Y'all will go down to, uh, Dr. Lipo mm-hmm. in Atlanta yep. and shoot up your ass yep. and, and get your rhinoceros yep. booty. Yep. And you don't know what they putting in there, sure but you won't go get no chemo. And then they look at the price point of it. Right. You figure that it costs too much money. It doesn't cost a lot of money when you talk about your health, but you'll spend your money somewhere you allocate it on, right. on beauty yeah. versus on health necessity. Right. right. But you think about it. If you go to a hospital and you're diagnosed with cancer, they can't not not treat you. Right. You're going to incur a doctor bill. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. But guess what? I'd rather be working off a doctor bill than to be dead. Right. Right. And sometimes you can find charitable services mm-hmm. within your hospital right. that will take your bill yep. off your hands. They surely will. Mm-hmm. You see, it's all a matter of reading and researching and finding what options and resources are and available networking. to you. Yep. Yeah. But y'all won't ask the questions. Yep. But y'all have researched that damn plastic surgeon. Mm-hmm. When you said vain, that made me think of um, Belinda. Uh, my stylist. Um, I was in the shop one Saturday morning. That I broke down and cried so bad. Belinda had to. We had to have a moment. Um, it was in. An, uh, she had to be in her fifties, fifty five, maybe sixty, and she found out she had breast. She was going into chemo, and um, she had hair. Had a head full of hair. She just shaved it off, and she was shaving it off. And I was looking, and I was like, and so when she was um. She just came and she's like, she has cancer and she's cutting it off. And you could see her physically get up. Like she was crying because she was cutting her hair off. And, but she says, I have to, because she started having spots in her head. And, um, she was telling her story and I just, I just broke down. Yeah, and I'm in most, here like, Oh Lord. Most women that are, um, about to go through radiation are recommended to go ahead and just cut, it cut your hair off before the radiation starts because one, they want you to get comfortable with your hair coming out. Yeah. And then uh, two, it it's something about the hair follicles and, and just, you know, it's something yeah. about the hair. Well, that, I mean, in light of Shawana, had the longest, most ooh, beautiful yes, hair. I used yeah. to do her hair. So, but when she shaved that hair, and I didn't shave her hair off because I had stopped doing her hair at that point. Um, 
by then, she rocked that bald head she like did. it was a crown. Right. Honey. And you couldn't tell her nothing. So it was just like, oh, you know who else I want to give a shout out to for breast cancer? Who? Lola. Oh, yes. Y'all remember Lola? Lola Brown was the most beautiful. Beautiful, sweetest. We went went to... Yes, yes, uh, yes. Did Northeast with Lola. When yeah. I tell you, beautiful, mm-hmm. and we lost Lola. She was in her thirties. I think when, so. When we lost her. I think so. And you yep. know what? Angelic. Her Angelic. husband, Angelic, yeah. was a king. That thing took care of Lola. But let me tell you, God takes His angels when He takes them, and when their purpose is fulfilled on earth. But it's just like they're never forgotten. Mm-mm. They're never forgotten. So even though they're no longer physically here, they're spiritually here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and what our assignment is to do is to carry on their legacy, to carry on the information, you know, regarding their stories and their and their beautiful life, and to educate women as far as um, you know, making sure that they get the breast exams making sure that they <clears throat> tap into all resources available mm-hmm. for prevention and health care. Um, it's just no reason for it. And the survivors of breast cancer. And the survivors, yeah. Yes, because they went through, their families went through a great deal yeah. of emotional, um, financial support with mm-hmm. them. And just to overcome an illness that others have died from, it could have been them, you know. So it's something to be grateful for. The survivors um, have a story to tell. And if you still hear in the number, right? There is a reason for why you still hear in the number. Mm -hmm. Remember the last show? Purpose. Purpose. Yes, you you have a purpose. So I think when you have overcome something that was detrimental to your to to you yeah not just your health but to just to your physical um just anything about you i feel like if you survive that you have a purpose you have a um destiny to fulfill yes and i think you should talk about it you should tell people about it you should advocate for it mm-hmm. um because who else knows better than you right amen so now, since we're halfway through the show, we're going to turn it over to domestic violence. This is a um, very sensitive topic. Um, and I've been told that I need to be a little more sensitive towards the matter. Um, and don't do that. Don't do that. You should. No. Sometimes the way I speak unapologetically is in love. But they, everybody's they, not gonna be receptive. Uh uh-uh, uh 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 uh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's you can't talk to everybody with sugar sprinkles. But you can't talk to them like that. Who you talking about? The ones that are being abused. You gotta be. You can't just. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm I not gonna tip what them over I'm not going to be combative. No, nobody said that. But it's but, sometimes it's just the way that you say Sometimes you have to be firm with people. The same way I'm firm with my daughter. Like she had an issue with a little with these little and and part of what we're gonna talk about with domestic violence is with teens. Because mm-hmm. for some reason, I don't know why these little young girls around here putting up with these little boys talking crazy at them and putting their hands on them and all kind of stuff. But I told my daughter, you ain't never seen nobody whooping my ass in the house. So why do you, or talking crazy at me? Cause you know, um, 
I'll add green ass. <laughs> Hot grits on you. And I don't even do grits. But we're not going to do that. And so I'm not going to run over here and have to whoop nobody ass because they don't put their hands on you because you ain't got sense enough or power enough to say, hey, I'm not going to stand for that. I watched a a show, and I don't know if it was snapped or whatever, but this young girl was dealing with this fool who the family had to go rescue her from the boyfriend in Virginia and move her back to New York. Well, she reconciles with this dude, brings him back to the family, and he has Thanksgiving with them and spends the holidays with them or whatever. Next thing you know, they go back to work. They taking a nap. Her phone start going off. He thinking some dude she having an affair with or whatever. He get mad, kill her and the mama in mm. the house, and he go on the run. Now, you done, you done took your situation. And I felt like that was very unfair. It is. It, it because was. now you done took your situation from your house. If you want to stay where you at and deal with that and risk your life, but don't bring that shit to my mama. Because, see, she had three other siblings that lost their mama behind her fucking with that fool. You see what I'm saying? I don't feel like that was fair to those siblings to have to lose their mama because you got the little sister and she not using good judgment. That's where I'm going with that. Just like I, I told my daughter, I don't feel like it's fair for you to call me over here to talk to this nigga, and he crazy. And when I went over there, you know I had Master Splinter with me. Because she told me, well, what you about to do? I'm about to shank this nigga if he get out of line. Because I'm almost 45 years old. I can't fight this motherfucker. I got to kill him. But I don't think it's fair for you to even put me in that goddamn right. situation. That, it wasn't. Because, see, dudes ain't out here just whooping your ass or killing you. They're going to take out your whole fucking family. And sometimes they'll take out your family and leave you there to witness it. Uh, case in point, Jennifer Hudson. I was just sister. about to say that. Just to make you see, bitch, I told you I wasn't playing with you. Took the whole family out. Yeah. Son, what could that little boy have done to that man? Not a goddamn Nothing. thing. But, and not to say that I want to go in on the sister, but you knew this man was violent. Why did you even let it get to that point? I, I ain't going to go in on her because she's she hurting enough. With him? I don't think she, I don't she had left him. him. She she left yeah, him. she left him, and that's when he retaliated. Yeah, she she, she wasn't him. with him. But it had she, it did that shit she early. She did. She did. That's why he was mad. I know, but I think it was a series of stuff early on that she put up with to get him to that point. So but you that's basically, that's like him. in the beginning, if she would have just cut it if off she from, the, cut it, if from the, the beginning, from first the signs, first, from first, from the signs. first signs of the abusiveness. Right, but yet because that went on though, for years. It's like you're yeah. blaming. The the person the that's being yeah you're, you're and you can't you can't really that. base it on that all the time you cannot do no, that no 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 I'm not basing it on that but I'm saying sometimes when you see the signs early on rather than putting up with it for so many years it does kind of alleviate 
Yes, it True. does. You're, you're but always, you know, some people say such and such change. Better late yeah. than never. Let me go yeah. ahead. I'm, right. I'm gone and, now. So and then, but then some people are like, well, such and such change. Right. So maybe they'll change, and That's then they hope. get better. And you know, you it's have this domestic violence wheel where yep. it's the honeymoon phase, and everything's hunky dory from anywhere from day one to year three. Mm-hmm. And I then next thing you know, something snaps. snaps, and then you're back into the beating phase, and then you're back again to the honeymoon the phase. The cycle of life yep. for them. And then and sometimes it, yeah. it's, because I'm I'm a recipient of domestic violence. My ex-husband used to whoop that ass, and I mean whoop it. But in the beginning. I wouldn't say recipient, say well, survivor. Survivor, survivor. Um, he, um, in the beginning when we would argue, I would bam back. Like, we would go back and forth. And so when I got pregnant... Um, I, at that point I was like, I got to stop all this fighting on my part. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stop. I'm not going to do it. You know, and even a little bit, even before that, because when I moved to Ohio, you know, I left him and I was like, I'm not going to deal with this. And then he came down there, he wreaked havoc. And then, you know, I was there. He got me at a vulnerable time. I was by myself in Ohio, didn't know anyone. And then when I got pregnant, I said, I cannot continue to fight you, and I'm not going to fight you. So then we end up married. I mean, it was just messed up from the beginning from I had a baby with you. I never regret um, or resent gentry, but I just feel like I messed up when I got pregnant, and then I messed up to try to make it right by being married to you, and then we're married, and then we now we really doing it. But the thing that made me change was either – like I told you earlier, when we're when you and him whooping my ass, either Gentry's gonna get hurt, I'm gonna get hurt. I'ma fall the wrong way. You might have might have hit me in my head, but I could fall and hit my head some with some type of way. Or I'ma hit you, I'ma hurt you, I'ma kill you. Or he can hurt both of you. Or he can hurt both of us. And the last beating that I got from him and Gentry saw that, I was done. I left. I came back home. And I left all my furniture. So during, during the relationship, he was abusive during the relationship mm-hmm. before marriage? Yeah. And you married him. And I married him. But see, that's when it should have deaded it right, right there. So when you left his ass in South Carolina, that's when it should have been. That's what I'm talking about. But see, when, when abusers I say, play on your vulnerability. I was vulnerable. I didn't have anyone. Remember, I moved Ohio. I ain't know nobody. Like, I was there by myself. And he played on it. And that's what they do. It's a cycle. I'm going to do right. I'm going to do good. And then we do good. And then you start this shit again. And then here we go again. And then the hopeful part, and that's for the women who have been abused, because I've been there. I'm hopeful that he's going to change. I'm hopeful this is going to do, he's going to be the right person for me. He's going to change for me. And that's how most of And that's um, how most of us are. get caught. Mm-hmm. We stay stuck. Well, and as, that's not weak. For the as, love. as learning, I mean, no, it's not weak. But it's also they think not, it's love. They think it's love. It's not weak. No. <laughs> Some people do. But yeah, I don't know. Do. Is it weak to be vulnerable? No, that's no. just you know, and 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 we all are vulnerable at some point in our lives. I, I wanna right. I wanna be vulnerable to some things, but I also wanna be mindful and conscientious. Right. I don't want to be so vulnerable that I'm not in control of myself you don't and my lose decisions. Yourself right. in exactly. A situation. And this that's is, that's what, this is what I'm talking about. You can't about. get blinded. You have some good, cunning, um, conniving mm-hmm. people out there mm-hmm. that will they will put this facade up right. to be something that they're not. Right. And they draw you in. And that's what they do. Like with 
um, Gentry's dad. And then they want to play. Um, He's been through that. His mom, he done seen his mama get beat down to a dog. You know, and that's how that's how that's played. Oh, you know, I've been through this and I've been through that. And and not to take that from him because you have been through some things and you've seen some things. You've been through some things, you've seen some things, and you learn that. You learn that learned behavior. We talked about environmental, environmental and mental. And he brought that in. And today we are good friends. And he says and in every, I mean, I mean, we talk often. You know, he was like, you know, who wants a woman, you know, who wants a man that we want to be whooping ass all the time? He was like, You went through that. And I did. And and for me to even talk to him and have a friendship and just be cool with him is like everybody like I, I can't believe you would do that. But that's just the I, do I say that's just the God of me or I just say you know it, it, you know it just it wasn't his time to change for me. It was his time to change for him and the person that he's with. Well, I I'm, just, I'm proud of him. Everybody's situation is not going to be like yours, right? And. I don't know if I had been in a situation like yours, if I could ever be friends with that person again, because, um, I, I mean, just anybody's, I, I don't have women tell me that they husbands done beat them and, and left them naked outside. Mm, you know mm. what I'm saying? It don't even go as far as just the beating. It's the, this the shame and the, mm -hmm. and the humiliation and you going to go back in and you go and, and domestic violence even goes as far as to these women telling me that then he want me to make love to him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you yeah, don't, they do. if you don't get your dirty nuts up off of me, uh, uh, I don't want to have sex with you. Let me, let me tell you what happened. And when it I, feels like rape. Yeah. Let right. me tell you what happened when I did the last time I got the whipping of the beating and I called the police and we had to go to the DV unit. They have a DV unit in Ohio. The judge was a black man. And the man made me, I got there at 830 in the morning. They put you through all this stuff. That's one thing. They, when you go to the DV unit, they make you sit there. You got to answer all these questions. You got to, you know, go through the counseling. You got to make sure, cause they want to make sure they stick it to them. So they're going to have you there all day. But this instance was, this was just a whole different thing. This man had me sitting there till court ends at like four o'clock. He says, Miss Leonard, I need to see you in my chambers. So I thought I did something wrong. Like, well, what the hell? And so he said, he said, I wanted you because when I was sitting there, it was like a lot of white women that was in, in the, in the unit. One got burned. Her face was all burned up. He done put acid all on her face. One man done oh, went and cut all, hit all her hair off and then chopped up in the head. And he said, and I wanted you to, he said, and out of this, I've only had two black women today. And he said, it was just something about you. He's like, I don't see, he said, I see, a, I see scars. He says, but I think you're a beautiful lady. You're educated. You, you're a smart girl. Why are we here? And he said, if I put this on him, I'm not lifting it off. Because he was like, the women that I see before me every day, I see them at least three times a month because they keep coming back. He said, and I'm tired of our black women. Y'all, you know, you'll lift it off and then I don't see you no more. He's like, the white women, they go, they put it on them, then they lift it off of them, then they come back three months later. It's a it's a circle. Mm -hmm. He said, if I do this to him, I'm not removing anything. I want to let you know that. He said, and I sat you here because I wanted you to see all the women that go through all the stuff. And I don't want this to be a revolving door for you to make him change. Mm -hmm. That's what he told me. And I sat there all day from 8 a.m. to well, 4.30. And, and I bet that was a... Uh, an experience that you'll never forget and there was no turning back from it mm -mm. but a lot and and that is my thing you put your family 
in jeopardy because you you you're mad with him, and then you say, "Let me call my brothers." Then your brothers go over there, whip his ass, move all right your stuff out, him. and then you're right back with him. Goddamn, two weeks later, that is not fair to your family. It's and not. that's all I'm saying to you now. If you, whatever decision you make for you, you make for you, and I can't judge you based on your decision. But don't get your family involved, and don't get other people hurt because you want to think with your heart and not your head. This is what I'm trying to say. And I understand what you're saying, Yolanda, but sometimes you got to think it's intimidation. It's intimidation. Right now they're feeling the lowest of the low. And a lot of their abusers will say some of the same things you just said because they're going to say, oh, what you going to do, call your family? And then what they're going to do, they're going to do nothing. Let them come and beat my ass. I don't care. You're going to come right back to me. Yep. And guess what? They I'm go right, right back to them. Yeah. And you hear all of this. I used to, um, one of my first jobs out of college was being a domestic violence advocate at Liberty House. And so these are the things that the ladies would say. Like, yes, we would want to tell our families, but then they did not want to get their families involved right. because what if this person changes or this person may go after my own family? So it's not sugarcoating. It's just how, you know, how it's presented when you talk to the abuser, because it's a certain way you have to go in there and you talk to the abuser, you talk to the victims um, because they all, they want counseling for both of them. Mm -hmm. But like I said, it's that will again. So everything will be great. Everything will be great for years. And then next thing you know, hear their abuser again, beating them again. So and what he, do you advocate for? Do you advocate that they stay? No. Or do you always advocate we never, that you We you never need say to leave? stay or go. That's just like somebody in a marriage. We don't never say, oh, well, you need to leave. You need to go. We advocate what's best for them and how we but they can don't help know that person at the time. So that's why you go to counseling to get that that support so you can make the best decision but for you. The one thing about people in that situation is every relationship that they're in, they find the common denominator, which is the abuse. Mm -hmm. That they are used they're not used right. to someone doing anything nice for them. They're always used to someone badgering them right. or or there's a motive. If you're nice, there's a motive. Like, what right. is your motive? Why, why, why do you care about me so much? Right. Why aren't you beating me? I, mm -hmm. My cousin was like that. Right. She, mm -hmm. you know, had a guy that was really nice to her. She was, um, my cousin actually was married and her husband, uh, was very abusive to her, um, mentally and physically. Um, not so much physically, but mentally. Right. And she could not grasp why, People wanted to be nice to her. Right. Guys wanted Did to be nice to her. Did she ever seek counseling, Vaughn? To be honest, she passed away. She passed Jeez. away um, in that marriage, but not through abuse. It was okay. through, um, uh, she, it was medical. But I, I think, too, sometimes, and we're talking about African Americans, y'all, like, make, normalize counseling. Please normalize it. Mm-hmm. Because I'm I'm serious and I'm a big advocate for it. Not only am I a therapist, but I'm a therapist who has a counselor. Mm -hmm. And so I just feel like 
the things that you go through, it helps you make better decisions when you have somebody outside of your immediate circle, somebody that has, you know, nothing to do with your life. I right. think when you seek that person, it, it just makes your head a little clearer and you make better decisions. Right. Not saying that you didn't make better decisions before, because I think mm-hmm. that's what a lot of people, well, there's nothing, there's nothing really wrong with me. So such a, no, sometimes you just need that person to talk to. Mm-hmm. So you can see things in a different light. Right. And make a plan. If you in a, a, that's the, that's the other thing too, because you feel like you're in a dead end. You can't get yourself out of it. You know, it's the money is he has an emotional hold on me. Make a plan. That's Make what plan. I'm saying. My grandmother if, if said, you know, you're not happy. Right. Why are you sitting there just taking it? Yes. Why aren't you plotting like your escape? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you just, so you just going to sit at home all day and just anticipate getting your ass beat. Hell at no. At some point I'm going to be masterminding like, at right. my damn mm-hmm. desk. Like, all right. So, yeah, I ain't get my ass with me. And y'all know what? what And bump what everybody Everybody is saying. That's right. Tune the people out, Mm -hmm. y'all. Because people are going to talk about you regardless. I'm serious. People are going to talk regardless. They either going to have a half truth or a half lie or however they say it. Or either they're going to make up something. Mm -hmm. They're going to talk about you. So what? Do what you need to do. Get you a great support system mm-hmm. that is going to build you up and make you stronger so you can make those moves. And y'all, please be selective about who you tell what yep. to because you don't want it out. You right. don't want it out. Everybody shouldn't know. Right. Yep. Everybody also, should not know what your next step is. Mm-hmm. I'm going to well, go ahead. Sharon, no, I was going to say also domestic violence isn't one way. It's, it's, it goes both ways. Yeah. Right. Um, men that are in domestic violence, violent relationships mm-hmm. um i know a lot of people think oh that's a punk he's weak he's right. you know he's scared of this woman but this man knows his strength against mm-hmm. this woman mm-hmm. and for a woman to for a man to actually put the woman out there you know that she's the abuser mm-hmm. um i commend men that stand up to those type um of the, the relationship that they're in because it needs to be out there. Women are abusers Vaughan. too. Mm-hmm. Men are victims too. Right. It's funny um, you should say that Vaughn because I was just sitting here. I was going to wait till the end of the show to bring that up. <laughs> but um, when I met my husband, he had a temper on him and we used to, I would never say that I was a, domestic violent survivor because I used to tag his ass quicker yeah. than he would come at me. Like he would never like physically come at me with his hands. It would be mostly like he going to kick the door down or he going to be like, or when he ah, say, or, uh, if you don't come out the club, everybody, <laughs> I'm going to shoot, up, I'm shoot everybody, everybody in come, this motherfucker. No, he said everybody his, coming his out the club. club. His, his was most more intimidation. So he would come at me with the intimidation factor. And so with him coming at me with intimidation, I would come at him with the, I'm going to let you know, I ain't scared of your big black ass. And then my instinct was to fight. So I would, more more times out of you know you, you many, would attack I would, him yeah, first. I would attack him first, and I gave that big motherfucker a run for his money. And anybody who knows or knew my husband would know that was not the nigga to play with. But he would let me know you a strong motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Girl, he would breathe like this. Girl, you could <sighs> fight. 
Yeah, because I felt like, and and see where I'm coming from with this, because I come from a background of being molested and and hands put on at younger. So I wanted to let him know, you're not going to get the best of me. Mm -hmm. So if you already coming at me with the intimidation, let me show you I'm not scared of you. So we would be in there bamming, bush it up, and yeah, take our little breathers away from each other. Now, he never, like, punched me or, you know, put marks on me, but just to kind of get me off of him, he might throw me on the bed or, like, shake you me know. Shake up a little bit. Yeah, shake me up and, uh, you know, take me. And you, all right, now, God damn it. The fuck wrong with you? Nigga, you, I, all right, now. If I put my hands on you, I'm a whole nigga now. I'm going to bust your ass up. Then I then I be like, oh, this motherfucker ain't playing now. Let me. But you let him know that you weren't playing. But I let either. him know I wasn't playing either. But see, that's how we would fight. But and so that's why I don't really call our shit domestic violence more toxic. Okay. Than that. Yeah, but, sound toxic. But we we didn't have a lot of those. We didn't have a lot of those. Now that was in our twenties. And I think as we got older and we were married, we might have had two in our marriage. And once I threw something at him. And um, he threw something at me one time, and we had a little scuffle. <laughs> yeah, we was like, yeah. And we both sitting on the side of the bed out of breath. We I'm was like, we too yeah, tired for this. Nigga, we too old to be fighting. <laughs> Just go on and uh, go go make me something to eat. Let's talk yeah. about this. When you're yeah. afraid to go to work. <laughs> All right, I turn. Yeah. Come on, let's get something to eat. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, yeah, but I've never been, like, afraid to go to work, afraid yeah. of what was going to happen when I got home. Right. None of that. And I just, I, you can't live like that. That mm-hmm. is not living. Mm-hmm. That is existing. Oh, that's, a, that's a sign to That's know. existing as a hostage. Yeah, you in a hostage situation. Yeah. yeah. You, you got to plan your exit. And especially if, like... I know, like, when we were going through ours at the end, it was showing up at my job, calling my phone 55, 65, 85 times a day, um, looking out my apartment. Because by that time, I had moved out. I, like I said, I made an exit plan. But did plan. you have a restraining order against him when Got he was doing all of that? Got a restraining order. What, what they care about that? I mean, but you, but, you gotta, order. but you have to enforce You got to document. Yeah, you do have to do that. So... Um, I'm going to tell you two people that helped me out. One had one, one John was a, a lifesaver. He was my supervisor and my, one of my really good friends in Ohio. When I was getting ready to leave, the one thing that I did is I got another bank account and I've sent all that information to John's house. I said, and John and Netta, him and his wife, I said, Hey, I'm going to send this to your house. When I got it, he will keep it in his office for me to have. That was the one thing. The second thing was whenever I had to run, all I had to do was come to his house. I knew the code to his um, garage. I knew all I had to do was call. Hey, I'm coming to your house. This is what's going on. And I would pick up Gentry and we would go or I would go to another house, which was rich when he was there. I had a plan. I would only tell him when things would go down, because if something went down, if I ain't show up at work at a certain time, if I ain't call at a certain time, you need to call the police because this nigga done killed me. Right. And I and I just got tired of living like that. I had a call. If I'm if I'm five minutes late, he on my phone. Where you at? I'm walking through the door. Okay, that's sad. And I got tired of living. I and if those who are out there being abused, that has to be the most miserable feeling in the world that you got to depend on somebody else for you to live. That's sad. Yeah. And that's why I got sick. I got tired. And I, I think I'm getting full about it now. The more I think about it, I got tired. And I just said, I can't do this. I can't do this. And that last time, I was like, I'm, I'm done. I remember when I was a little girl, and I don't know if I was maybe about 
seven, eight. There was a movie where Farrah Fawcett in it called The Burning Bed. Mm-hmm. Y'all remember that yep. movie? Mm-hmm. Yep. And I had never seen a woman get beat up by her husband before. And um, to watch that lady go through what she went through with that man and how he used to beat on her and how the mama condoned the shit. His name was Mickey. Mm-hmm. And oh, my God. Mickey used to whoop her ass. The and that one, one time when he made her something to eat, and took that TV dinner out the the damn oven, and he flipped that bitch in her face and whooped her Ooh, ass in that house. What's up? I Have wanted to jump it? through. Oh, Baby, yes. you gotta watch that movie. The burning. Every one, um, every one. Facts of life. That was another one. That was a true story, and he stabbed her like sixty two times, and she was in the wheelchair. Oh, there was another one that came out the same year. The I don't day. know. I think she was uh, the, the girl from the Facts of Life. Um, uh, the 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 boy girl, not yeah, the boy girl. Joe, that Joe. Joe. Yeah, Joe. Joe. Yeah. I cannot remember. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I know exactly. He beat her ass, but that damn burning bed when she when she set that motherfucker on fire, honey. I didn't feel bad for him. Not one bit. He deserved every flame he got up his ass. I'm going to see if I can locate. You gotta you gotta watch that movie. It but was I think just it's on, on um, the TV the other day. Yeah, but I, it's it on was, Lifetime. It's it usually was, on Lifetime, yep. Okay. I probably mm-hmm. didn't have no business watching it because I was such a little girl. But I think that ignited a fire in me that I said I would mm-hmm. never. I knew I knew as a child, I said I would never let a man whoop up on me like that. And he would have sex with her after he would mm-hmm. beat her up. Why and, do they get... Uh, the gratification out of <sighs> of having sex after you have done something. it's control yep power and control, control. It's control mm-hmm. yep. and that's it's also so the mani- that starts the manipulation mm-hmm. that starts the um you know I'm sorry I'm I'm sorry I'm like this who and wants to have sex after that child he do mm-hmm. yeah he do yeah and not I'm her so sorry. And she yeah, and, and if you, you look at you can't get if you looking at her, she not turned he know, on. But yeah, but he's she turned, ain't on. turned on. You're right. You the you turned on the first few times about. it might have worked in the beginning. That's why they do it. The first mm-hmm. five or ten times, yes, baby, I'm gonna do right. I'm gonna do right. But then after that, you know, beat me about fifteen more times. I'm tired. I'm one. I mean, I'm I'm not attracted to you at this point. Mm. And every touch you touch on me is like, right. So the minute he would say something or get next to her in the house, she would just flinch. Yeah. So you think about it. This woman can never be normal. Think right. about it. She was to go and be with another man. The minute that new man raised his voice mm-hmm. or even jump up to even give her a hug, she like, oh, shit. Right, mm-hmm. right. Because it's now she got PTSD. Right. Yeah. She don't even know how to function to receive anything anybody else going to do to her or for her because she's so goddamn mentally right. just warped yep. from being in this fucking dysfunctional ass shit. Yep, yep, it's yep. Sad. I feel bad for um my sister, all women, and men, and men that go through that. It's, it's you just got to get the balls and the guts, y'all. y'all gotta yeah. you, you have to, it's making a decision. And you have to, and and I say, when you see the signs, that's when you need to run. But I don't look at, oh, he can get better. Oh, it's not going to be like this. You got one mm-hmm. time, nigga. One. I was watching 600 Pound Life, and the psychologist asked that it was a brother and sister, and they're both trying to lose weight. 
and they both were in a domestic um, violence household Mm -hmm. and they watched their parents fight and they also got beaten as kids. And so over the years they gained all this weight. And so the sister and the brother are very close, but the sister acts like, act like the mom and she has adapted the behavior of the father or one of the parents. I'm not sure which one was um, the abuser, but she has adapted that behavior to her sibling. So she feels like she's the mother, the sister, um, the caregiver, everything. And so when he doesn't do anything right, she latches out at him and she tortures him. And so mm-hmm. for him, he turned to, to the comfort of food and her thing is, I'll make it up by feeding you because mm-hmm. this is my way of saying I'm sorry. So now he's 700 pounds. She's over 600 pounds. But for him, he said that being in a domestic violence household at a young age and having his sister, every if he does something wrong, she latches out at him. Mm-hmm. And then in turn, instead of being the sex that the husband or the, the boyfriend or, you know, the partners do, mm-hmm. she will give the food. That's the comfort. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. to, mm-hmm. to make the gratification. Feel, yeah. yeah, that's yep. to make And they're him, not going to stop. And that's, so that's the thing. It's dysfunctional. It's very dysfunctional, but it just goes to show that there's so many different um, mechanisms mm-hmm. to domestic of violence. dysfunction yes. and, and mm-hmm. uh, abuse. So it doesn't always have to be husband and wife. It can, it can be, be siblings. siblings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Mother. yeah, because they um that power and control wheel that I was talking about, domestic violence wheel, they have another one for children. I can't remember verbatim. Everything is on there, but they'll show how um if a child is in that same environment, yeah. how they'll most likely like to run away. And I want to say, of course, they will retaliate. Mm-hmm. They will always get into fights and have different ways. And also it's I can't remember the other thing, but it was something about how they would just store food too. They would hoard food. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was just interesting to hear that. It is. It's they, a lot the of the food hoarders concepts. are mostly the people who, you know, went without food. Without food. Because they feel like yeah. So or yeah. they feel like, you know, I never know when I'm yeah. gonna get my meal. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So basically, uh Oh, and they're never gonna stop. That was the other thing I wanted to say. If you have an abuser, he's not gonna stop beating you. He's not gonna stop. He's gonna do it. He's gonna promise that he's not gonna do it. And he's going to continue to do it. He's going to mess around. He's going to keep right doing one. it and he's going to keep doing mm-hmm. it. So the thing, the person that that's the victim that's going through that is recognize that he's not going to change for you. Like I said, Terrell didn't change for me. He changed for some, he changed for him. Names. Okay. He changed for him and who he wants to be with. They went through their spat, but. Eventually, I mean, if they need help, you need to separate. You're not the help that any. You need to separate yourself from that person because it's something, and it's not even something about you. It's something within them. And sometimes they see the good that you're just this good person, and I just, you know, I just want to damage yeah, you. Yeah, but I've if, seen it's, that. if it's something within them, then they're just gonna go on to the next person and be abusive. Well, hopefully, mm-hmm. so it's get not help. just with you. No, I'm saying hopefully at when leaving that mm-hmm. they'll get the help that they need, and then they can be good for someone else but person. yeah the next person the change has to start with them it does the change it's, has to start with them and, and everything it, always goes back to therapy yeah everything or making a choice like or making, making a, choice. a choice making a choice i'm yeah. not gonna do this anymore mm-hmm. i want to go back to men when vaughn was talking about men being abused i also feel like men do not report it because they're thinking about how people will pick on them mm-hmm. or something like that. And like you said, Vaughn, 
I'm happy that a man can control himself enough to know if I touch this woman, Mm -hmm. it'll be on me Mm -hmm. and I'm going to jail. So I'm just happy that now some men was like, look, I'm going to leave you alone. Let me do what I need to do. And you need to get you some help and go on. Because that's another thing with women. It is increasing that they're the abusers And then they manipulate it. He hit me. He hit me. I think a lot of women use that Mm -hmm. that against the guy saying, because I'm the woman. Because I'm the woman. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to look like the victim. You're going to look like the abuser, but it's the opposite way around. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, they feel like they have the the leg up o- over the guy mm-hmm. in that situation. Yeah. yeah, I told my daughter, "Don't." I said, "You know, I can't. You know, you're getting older now, and like you said, the teenagers they are accepting and going through that." Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. I told her, "Please don't. Yes. Don't do that. You've that's, seen that. That's right. Well, they like, got hotlines. They got yeah, therapy. They got everything look- that you need mm-hmm. in order to get you some help out here. So there's no reason." They got so many resources. There is no reason for you to stay in a situation at this point in time. Now, granted, back in our mom and daddy days, in right. our younger years, mm-hmm. there weren't as many out mm-hmm. here. But you got social media now. You There's got so many everything. safe houses. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, yes. there is it's no, there is no reason. Even if you don't have family support, right? There is too much out here for you to sit back and just take that. Just leave. And also, y'all, one of our sister podcasters, My Curl Speaks with Key. Key, um, she is talking about her story, which I would have never known. No, she's so She was a victim Mm -hmm. of domestic violence. Well, she said survivor. I'm sorry. Survivor Survivor. of um, domestic violence. So she's telling her story and why she started the podcast. So after you listen to us, go over and listen to My Curl Speaks with Key because she has a very powerful story. Mm -hmm. She's a phenomenal young lady. Yes, she is. Because she's a Scorpio. (laughs) (laughs) And all of them were what? (laughs) First of all, first of all. (laughs) You worry about it, bitch. I know somebody like it. Yay for Yoshin Key. Yeah, she We're is. gonna She's close this show on out now. Tell them how they can get in touch with us. You can catch us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Music, and anywhere that you can catch your iHeart. Oh, and iHeartRadio. And anywhere and that you can catch that now good look. Anywhere you can catch us. <laughs> Anywhere you can catch us for free. Uh, for free. Your podcast for free. And again, we need you to subscribe, share, um, hit the five-star review. You can also email us at the V-A-R-Y Necessary Podcast at gmail.com. You can catch us on Facebook on Unapologetic Talk as well as Instagram, the Very Necessary Podcast. Take, Take us out, Y-Y. All right. Do something this week to improve your physical, financial social, emotional, and mental health. Why? Because self-care is very necessary. Ho! And we out! Thundercats, ho! Ho!